Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. This podcast is a mix of our Instagram lives and IGTV videos, along with other recorded content. Sometimes we just give tips on how to improve your English, and other times we talk about a wide variety of topics, sometimes with special guests. Most of the episodes are in English, some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few we only speak Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. What's up, talkers? Well, if you clicked on the link to this podcast, you must actually be curious about what the heck is a low FODMAP diet. So, what is a low FODMAP diet, and why am I talking about it? Well, for a lot of you who know me, uh, you know I'm very into fitness and nutrition and health. And as of about a month ago, I am following a mostly low FODMAP diet. I'll explain what that means in just a minute. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, I've always been a pretty healthy person, very into fitness, but I've always had some gastrointestinal issues, um, some digestive issues, even when I seem to eat really healthy, all of those things that the doctors and the nutritionists are telling us are very healthy, but I can't get over these issues and I have never figured out exactly what foods caused it. And so I've been trying this for about the past month and it seems to mostly be working. It seems to be helping. It's helping. It's not a magic pill, but it does seem to work. So what I wanted to do in this episode is explain what a low FODMAP diet is, of course, in English and in Spanish a little bit as well. Um, and by the way, I had to look up a lot of these words in Spanish because some of these food items they have on these lists are not super common things that we talk about, but, um, or maybe I'm just not so smart and didn't know how to say them in Spanish. But either way, um, just to give a, uh, you know, a message in Spanish to everyone listening to this, there will be translation. Ugh, I can't even speak English today. doesn't matter. There will be translations to a lot of these more complicated food terms. Y si tienes algún problema, no sé, gastrointestinal o de digestión, eh, tal vez eso te ayude. Um, si no, probablemente no necesitas escuchar y... Puedes regresar al, al mundo maravilloso de, de paz estomacal y intestinal. Pero al mismo tiempo, si te quedas acá, vas a aprender unas nuevas palabras en inglés. Eh, entonces, bueno, quédense aquí todos mejor. Um, so, there is a link in the show notes as well to a... It's a beginner's guide. Uh, basically, the beginner's guide. Let's see, what is it called here? The beginner's guide all about um, FODMAPs, who should avoid them and how... The Beginner's Guide, blah, 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 blah. A Beginner's Guide to the Low FODMAP Diet. So I'm taking a lot of information from there. I will have a link in the show notes if you'd like to read more about it. I'm just going to give you a brief overview of what it is and talk about some of the main foods you should be eating and the main foods you should be avoiding if you want to try this type of diet. Now, the article goes into how to do... Um, you know, eliminating certain things and then retrying them. I'll be honest, I didn't do it perfectly. I kind of just went cold turkey. Cold turkey in English means I stopped completely. Like I basically stopped completely eating all of the things that are considered high FODMAP foods, which we'll go over here in a minute. 
Um, but if you really want to do it perfectly, what you should do is start eliminating certain foods from your diet that you think are causing you problems and then reintroduce them. Anyway, in the beginner's guide, you can read more about that as well. I'm just going to give a brief overview of what it is and talk about the foods that you should and shouldn't eat. So, what is a FODMAP? What are FODMAPs? So, the Wikipedia definition is that FODMAPs, or fermentable oligosaccharides, I didn't say this was going to be a simple definition, fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols are short-chain carbohydrates that are poorly absorbed in the small intestine and are prone to absorb water and ferment in the colon. Okay, so in Espanol, esos son tipos de carbohidratos que se absorben mal en el intestino delgado y son propensos a absorber agua y fermentar en el colon que causan problemas gastrointestinales, etc., etc. Okay, so basically, for people like me whose digestive systems seem to not tolerate these foods very well, the idea is to eat a diet that limits or eliminates these foods. But what do these big words mean? These oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols, or however you pronounce that, because I know that none of you are ordering breakfast or dinner and saying, yes, I would like um, a side of toast with a monosaccharide on top of it. So what do those big words mean? Okay, so we're going to go over a list of the foods here. Some of them are not super common foods, but there are some very common ones and even some more common examples I'll explain at the end. So according to the article, what are the, oligos, ol, <laughs> the oligosaccharides? I'm sure in Spanish it would probably be like los oligosaccharidos or saccharidos or something like that. Anyway, so it's things like wheat, rye, legumes, and various fruits and vegetables such as garlic and onions. Entonces, trigo, pan de centeno, legumbres, varias frutas y vegetales como ajo y cebolla. Esas son cosas que deberías limitar. See, these are the types of things you should eliminate because they are considered high FODMAPs or they're the high on the, the O, the oligosaccharides list. And then there are the disaccharides, which are things like milk, yogurt, and soft cheese, where lactose is the main carbohydrate. So, leche, yogur, y queso más blando, donde lactose es el carbohidrato principal, esos también deberías limitar o evitar eh, si tienes, bueno, si necesitas seguir ese tipo de dieta. Then monosaccharides, which are various fruits including figs and mangoes, and sweeteners such as honey and agave nectar, where fructose is the main carb. So varias frutas como higo y mangos, endulzantes como miel y nectar de agave. I think that's how you say that in Spanish too, nectar de agave. I don't know. And then polyols is the last one, which are certain fruits and vegetables, including blackberries and lychee, if I'm pronouncing that right, as well as some low-calorie sweeteners like those in sugar-free gum. Ciertas frutas y vegetales como moras y lychee, creo que se dice igual también, también otros endulzantes como estas en chicle uh, sin azúcar. See? So, now... For me, what has this meant? Okay, obviously some of the foods on these lists I didn't eat before, but they have a comprehensive list of the things that you should and should not eat. And you can Google that if you'd like. But let me give you some examples. So over the past month, I've been only eating white bread instead of wheat bread. Solo pan blanco, no pan integral, no pan de trigo. Now, I know it's probably not as healthy, quote unquote. I'm making air quotes, entre comillas, no tan saludable, but... For some people uh, like me, there are a lot of people around the world who just don't digest wheat very well. Um, I mean, 
well, there are a ton of different studies on this. I mean, people talk about gluten-free diets, no wheat diets. I heard something about how really our ancestors were humans did not evolve to digest wheat. Anyway, it's a long story. Some medical professionals and nutritionists and doctors will say you should be eating wheat bread, wheat bread, wheat bread, wheat bread, wheat bread, pan de trigo all day, every day, todos los días. And you're going to live to be 500 years old and it's going to be perfect. But I don't know. I think some people, and I'm probably one of them, definitely do not digest wheat very well. So white bread over wheat bread is something I've been doing. I feel better in general. Me siento mejor y mi glucosa está bien también. My glucose levels are very good. I just had them checked. So typically they say white bread and things like that that are more simple carbohydrates are going to spike your blood sugar. But it doesn't seem to be happening to me based on my recent test. Uh, now, oatmeal, in general, they say is fine, and I have been eating a lot of oatmeal. Avena está bien. Um, it's low FODMAP, so you can eat that. Now, among different types of fruits, the one that is high FODMAP that I wish I could eat more of are apples, manzanas. Manzanas son alto en esos, un alto FODMAP. I don't know if that makes any sense when I say it in Spanish, but they're a high FODMAP food, so you should not be eating those. Things like bananas and blueberries are low FODMAP, and I've been eating a ton of bananas and blueberries because I really like them. Um, also, good low FODMAP foods are strawberries, fresas, kiwis, kiwis, and grapes, uvas, and oranges, naranjas. So those are good. The one thing that kind of makes me sad is that avocados, aguacates, are on the high FODMAP list, and I do really like avocados, and they're said to be very healthy for you. So, yeah. Um, Another thing that's on the high FODMAP list that you should avoid, um, along with avocados, that's very healthy for you, but it's high FODMAP is broccoli. Most of you would probably say, oh good, I don't have to eat broccoli. And there are several other vegetables that you probably don't want to eat as well. Now, some vegetables that are low FODMAP, which I've been eating a lot of, are carrots and spinach, zanahorias y espinacas. Um, and there you can look at a comprehensive list. There are tons of these. A lot of proteins are low FODMAP, um, things like, well, yeah, since they're considered fermented carbohydrates, most protein, that's what a FODMAP is essentially. You don't really have to worry about it too much with protein sources, but be careful if you go with some forms of plant protein because those oftentimes have a lot of kind of strange carbohydrates in them. We could do a whole other episode on which plant-based foods are actually good for you and which are not. But that would be like a seven-hour episode, and then we'd get a lot of hate messages from um, all of the vegans. But And I've been almost a vegan before, so I'm not a vegan hater. Anyway, so most protein foods are good. Uh, chicken, turkey, eggs, beef, these are low FODMAP things. I have been eating a lot of them lately. Um, once again, the vegans and environmentalists will probably hate me. But I do take my own bag to the grocery store, and I don't just use plastic bags all the time. And... I bring my own water bottle and refill it rather than using plastic bottles. So points for me for being good for the environment. Also things that are um, good low FODMAP things are lactose-free milk and hard or medium cheeses. So you don't want cheese that's too soft. Queso muy blando, muy suave, es, es malo para ese tipo de dieta. You can also eat numerous different types of seeds and nuts, varios tipos de nueces, semillas. There are some that you shouldn't really. Um, but anyway, the point is, you can Google it, Google 
high FODMAP foods versus low FODMAP foods. You'll find a lot of interesting things on there. And if you're someone who struggled with digestive or stomach gastrointestinal issues before, try this out. See what you think of it. It is high versus low FODMAP. What you want to be trying is low FODMAP. FODMAP is F-O-D-M-A-P. Those are the initials. F-O-D-M-A-P. FODMAP. So try it out. Um, this whole episode probably sounded like a promotion for low FODMAP branding food or something, but it's not. It's just me talking about what's working for me. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you with another episode tomorrow. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keep talking co and check out our website keeptalking.co to join our community and learn more about